Welcome to Never Meet Your Idols, a podcast where your idols get real, whether you like it it or or not. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm all right. Um, How are you? Yeah, not bad. Looking forward to this episode. Um, This is episode two of season two. We are your hosts. I'm Karay. And I'm Laura Mary. And today we have a really, I'm really excited about him. Um, Mm, Me too. Jeff Barrow from Portishead and Beak. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. And he's also a really great composer. He's behind the scores from... Let's see, like Annihilation, all those movies. Um, Ex Machina. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm a big fan. Yeah, me too. He's a great guest to have. And it's it's a real honor actually having him on the show. Yeah. Um, and he's actually going to be signing on in just a second. So before he gets on, we wanted to tell people about a new thing we're doing on an app called Stereo. Um, that you can download and then follow us on. I think my name is at Queen Kwong. And what is yours? Uh, Mine is Laura Mary Carter. Oh, okay. That's easy enough. Um, But if you find us on there, you can follow us. And we're doing an off-the-record spin-off audio show that's live um, every week, maybe twice a week, very casual. You guess, you basically get to eavesdrop in on our live conversations and even um, submit audio questions live that we may answer or may not answer. And we may be drinking and we may not be drinking. We will be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically going to be a very casual, off-the-cuff, um, never-get-drunk-with-your-idols, it's called. So check it out on the Stereo app. And also, we have been doing a really bad job of um, pushing people to subscribe and rate this show, but please do, and also follow us on Stereo because it's something we're trying out instead of Patreon, um, so that it's no pressure for you, for our listeners, to spend money on anything, but it is um, something we're trying to use because we do get, as soon as we hit a certain amount of followers on Stereo, we do get a payout, and um, that will really help us out since we still are not able to tour. Yeah, please, you know, comment, rate, subscribe. Let jazz really helps. Okay, well, let's get to it. Here's your idol, Jeff Barrow. Hi, how are you? Hello. Thanks for doing this. That's all right. How are you? Yeah, fine. Not much going on, but <laughs> trying to keep busy. Yeah, I'm lucky. I can work, yeah. so. Um, cool. You know, it's it's been it's been really good for that. I'm in the studio um, with my engineer, but we have to work in masks and lots of hand gel and make sure we don't <laughs> touch too much. Not not each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going in the studio next week for the first time at proper studio. I've just been doing stuff at home, but yeah, it's just going to be me and Steve. But well, you guys won't be touching each other that much. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be far away. I like it. <laughs> We'll do the first question, shall we? Have you ever met your idol? Do you have an idol? If you have an idol, have you met them and what was it like? I'm just trying to think of, I've got several idols and I have met them. They've mainly been all right. So I would say John Carpenter was one of them from all his films and soundtracks. Um, and I only met him about two years ago. 
and he just uh, he just didn't want to meet anyone. Um, and I said hello and kind of went, <laughs> you know, like you do, and then uh, had a photograph taken and then kind of walked off. But it just got off stage and stuff. And then um, so that was that. Yeah. And then my next one was Chuck D. We were playing Primavera Sound uh, with Porter's Head and we'd asked him to join us on stage doing Machine Gun. They were playing on the same stage as us earlier. So it was really funny because Adrian from Porter's Head and I went to meet him to ask him and say, say hello. He'd already knew that we kind of were going to ask him. So we didn't have to worry about the embarrassment of him just saying <laughs> no, you know, because that would have been terrible. But what happens is I think that when you meet people that are really like are oh, your idols, you, you just fuck up, don't you? You just, <laughs> I mean, you really do. You really mess up. And um, and so Adrian kind of, uh, a bit older than me, but kind of went to a posh school um, and is well-spoken, kind of well-educated. And when he gets nervous, I think he kind of goes into that thing, right, where I did the opposite. I grew up where people were, they were gardeners and servants, you know what I mean? So so I go into this, like the, the British feudal system. <laughs> so I go back to kind of being kind of like stable boy or something so, so, so you just like spiral out. I was kind of like tipping my hat and going Mr you know oh, no, thanks Mr Chuck that's so yes that's what you know kind of like proper Somerset and um and and Adrian was kind of wonderful yes that would be yes marvelous marvelous wonderful you know like and we just thought oh no we just acted like the two biggest dicks you know, in front of Joe <laughs> and, uh, and he really thought we were, he must have thought we were utter dicks. Like, who are these? Um, but he, he, but it was really weird. He joined us on stage, and I don't think he quite got we, what we were doing the first time around. So it went okay. And then when we played, um, we did an ATP in, in New Jersey. We asked them to play to support us. And he got us by then. And we said, look, are you up for doing it? And he came in and he did like Black Steel, you know, and he was fully prepared, knew the track. And and that was like, uh, that was a proper, I'm actually getting now, you know, like those kind of yeah. hairs on your arm kind of moment. You know, so yeah, there you go. That was that. That's cool. Have you, have you ever met anyone that was not great, that you liked or something, or you were disappointed when you met them? Mainly people that I've I've been, I've been cautious of them anyway. You know, you 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 know it as you play festivals. You know, sometimes it's just got people have just got an unfortunate way around them that they're actually really nice, but they might have had just had a really shitty day. You know what I mean? You know, like festivals, yeah. like gigs, anything could go wrong, and it just and it can give people the worst impression of you because yeah. you know you're knackered, you're tired, you're hungry, and you you know oh poor us the rock stars. Hey? But anyway, <laughs> um, the so I mean, so yeah. I, there's a couple of people that I've seen kind of in that thing. And I'm just like, a couple of couple of people actually, I'm not going to say who they are, but there's a couple of people in the, the rock world that make out they're really nice and really normal and really enthusiastic. And they play that whole role on social media and everything else. And and reality, they're not. It's just they're they're properly playing the American kind of music industry game. And I really hope you're talking about Dave Grohl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. Well, it's, it's, 
is he like that? I'm so tired of hearing about how nice Dave Grohl is. I really want somebody to out him as like an asshole. <laughs> He's not. No, unfortunately. No, I did. I have met them. I think we had just done some gig in London. We went back to the hotel and upstairs in the bar, it was us, Foo Fighters and Radiohead. And it was just, but it was just us. You know, Foo Fighters didn't have a clue who we were. Um obviously but we but we knew radiohead that was a that was a showbiz night wow yeah it's funny though because like in my mind it's like of course they would know who porter's head are it's funny hearing it from your perspective it's like yeah you've said a couple times now like oh he didn't know who we were he didn't know who it was and i was like that's so i don't know why i guess it's because also though is like at least with porter's head you guys aren't like social media influencers you know like it's not what sorry to break it to you (laughs) sorry to break it to you but you're you know know, everyone's going to recognize the food fighters because they're kind of in front of your face all the time like pictures of them yeah yeah no people no all the way through porters there people just they just don't know who we are i mean it's you know which is great for all of us it's been really good for beth as well you know she's never really played that thing yeah yeah i imagine what would you do if you weren't a musician is there any other thing that you think you would do if music wasn't on the table? I think I'd be a hairdresser. Really? Yeah, I think I'd be a hairdresser. I'm like... I mean, you're killing it with your own hair. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really taking the piss now? Yeah. No. <laughs> your hair... <laughs> no, no, no. I mean... <laughs> yeah, Never. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know. Um... <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, my daughter dyed it because it was going gray. So she said, let me dye it. Do you do her hair? I mean, what's the, or are you just joking about the hairdresser thing? Oh, no, no, I would have been a hairdresser, yeah. Because basically I think that you can kind of go and do it anywhere in the world. And you can be your own boss, you can set up your own business or you can work for other people. It just doesn't, I mean, it just doesn't bother me. I like, I'm totally dyslexic, color blind, no real education. I'm not gonna work in an office, it was no, chance in hell so it was either going to be like you know like laboring or doing something with my hands you know but I always thought actually you would have I would have enjoyed being a hairdresser (laughs) um I'm totally outing myself as like a huge fan psychopath right now but I have had a question a portis head question I may cry um okay so (laughs) in the rip there's a part in that song that I have like for so many years, it, it means so much to me. I have a very visceral response to it. And I've always wondered if it was intentional, but, or if I could be totally crazy and not, and hearing it differently, but about, I want to say two minutes and 33 seconds in, it almost sounds like, like, it sounds like there is one hi-hat close that was a fuck up that was left in there and it only happens once. It's me playing drums, so it would be a fuck up. But but it was left in there and I think it's one of the most, I refer back to this constantly because it is like that one second defines what music means, what it means to me or what I like about music or, do you even know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. I- I kind of, I kind of do. I'm glad that has had that effect to you. I mean, I mean, I feel like the, it was a fuck up and it was left in there, but it was it's like the most perfect fuck up. 
And it's literally like two minutes and 33 seconds into the song. So the drums are already in by this point. So yes. And yeah, it's yeah. going and all of a sudden there's a hi-hat that closes. It's just like yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just it's an open hi-hat on a kick drum. So the pattern, the plan is played live, right? And and also because what had happened was because I come from samples a lot of samples in beats it used to do my head in especially when it got to a point where i couldn't really listen to a lot of music because i could hear the loop you know and it and it totally did my head in like i didn't want to kind of go there again you know like where you had these loops you know um and so what we sometimes do especially on third and on the on the second album a little bit was that we would play the drums and it would be a standard kind of pattern that would be the same. And then we would add little things to each, each time it went around. So you had a feeling that it was, yeah. so it was developing. It, it was, it was not like an organic thing that was happening rather than hearing these loops because I didn't think loops were, they were boring. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I played drums on that. Not like I was going to play, the drums on the actual one but it just ended up that it sounded all right and uh, but you didn't intentionally just add one hi-hat close yeah but it was just me playing i was just trying to work out kind of the pattern and and then i realized no i want it i don't want it to sound like it's really organized and it's playing the same thing all the time so so yeah it, i want different, different things to happen in different bars you know what i mean um and and but it's really weird because there was um, uh, an acoustic guitar run, running through it and we had the keyboard line was running all the way through it as well and and the drums, right? But I didn't really know when to bring it in, whether to have, have it at the very beginning or whether actually some of our stuff, I wanted, you know, in the rip, maybe for the drums and keyboards and stuff to happen right at the end. So the so the track I love it when when tracks are almost over, you've had a song and then the music comes in because it's an emotional response. You get an emotional response from it. It's like a fulfillment, you know. And um, and it was really weird because the I worked with the, the guys from the Coral, um, and they were in Bristol for some reason. I think they might have been playing. And they came they came to the studio, and. Um, I was just playing them the demos because they were like, oh, you know, play us, play us the demos, you know. And so I literally had it on the desk. I mean, it was this desk. And and um, and so if you can imagine, I had everything running all the, all the time, but just with mute buttons on, right? And I thought, I don't know if I really want to just drop it in, like drop the beat and the keyboards in. So I did this thing where I just, at the end of the second verse or whatever, it just faded it in. You know, um, and I was like, oh, that really works. Yeah. And they freaked out. They went, oh, that's killer. The way. It, so it was a, it was literally by complete accident. I was just playing. I was doing a live mix of it to someone, to those guys. And and it stuck, you know, um, and you get this kind of I, I still get it now, uh, I, you know, uh, where you kind of get a rush when it comes in. Like, you know, best best vocal actually we it goes on that loop um and then and then the music comes up underneath her creating the you know the chords yeah. of the, the keyboard so yeah i mean it's just one of those lucky you know it's one of those lucky mm -hmm. things you do isn't it really but um 
glad you got the higher. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, I, yeah, I just, every time that <laughs> happens, I was like, what, what? Like, I just thought it was like, I yeah. always assumed that it was just a fuck up that just was left in there. And then I was just so glad it was left in there. It's just, I think by that point, what happened was that I'd realized great music that I'd listened to, that I was a big fan of, like people I can, just the fuck ups just didn't really matter. You know, we're, we're sold this industry kind of professionalism, you know, of it has to be this way. And unfortunately, loads of kids now in music colleges are taught this bullshit by by people that don't really know what they're fucking talking about. I mean, like, fair play, they might know their scales and they might know how to... Like, they're very technically skilled. Yeah, Um, and that's how they get their job, because they're technically skilled. Because the people that are really good at it can't get out of bed. You know, (laughs) it's like... (laughs) you know still in so, bed yeah, so, yeah or they're just stoners or they're, they're like whatever it is you know or they just no good at talking to people you know like the best artists i've ever worked with are just terrible around people or, or you know they're assholes you know what i mean it's like you know but they're genius, but they're amazing you know and um so you kind of get this professionalism in these colleges and and it's kind of weird it's kind of you can't do that stuff, you know, you have to be professional. And it's the it's the stuff that is the fuck-ups that make people have their, you know, individual sounds, you know. I know, I find those schools so weird because it's like they're kind of Agre- teaching agree, you that yeah. there is a formula and then you have to do it like this. And it's like the whole point of music to me is that there is no boundaries and there is no formula. No, exactly. So now it's time for the rants and raves section. Rants. Rants. Yay! Social media is 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 something for me because I'm on it an awful lot and I'm addicted to social social media and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I think it's the vilest thing that's been around. The bad outweigh the good so by so much. You know what I mean? The only reason I used to like it is because I don't like managers that much. <laughs> um, and so the thing is, I don't like people talking for me, talking for me. Um, it's mm. weird because if you go to what I found the strangest place to go to without a manager is the state. Like um, there's there's a brilliant person who works for Porter's Ed, uh, worked for Porter's Ed for years and years and years, um, Debbie Rawlings. And she um, runs our office. She's not a manager, but she is, you know, she's could be a manager 12,000 times, but we just decided that we didn't want to have a manager like that because we've always made our own decisions. You know, we've never had a, a manager take any decisions in our career from before dummy and forward. But when we go to the States, it's like, unless you've got a manager, people don't take you seriously. Yeah, it's true. You're not as, le- it's like you're, you're legitimized. If yeah, you have or, a manager. And you're legitimized if you've got like an entourage. If you turn up to a meeting mm-hmm. with a lighting tech as the artist, they're like, you're not a very big artist because you're not supposed to be talking to me. I'm supposed to be talking to one of your people. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we found that, like, tour in America, it's just like people were like disappointed that they were actually talking to us because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, I know it's fairly disappointing to talk to me, but, you know, because they would never expect the turn, you know, to, um, to be talking. <laughs> 
and so so that goes to social media so that's the reason i like i like doing it if people want to get hold of me they can get hold of me they can talk to me they're minded you know if people want to come to me with some idea then you know let's chat or not you know like but let's be a real honest you know thing which is the best thing about it i've i most of the work that i've kind of got over the last couple of years you know it's come from social media it's people like you know a filmmaker or something getting in contact with me yeah. and going out uh, i try to find your manager and it's like well no i'm here <laughs> and you can do that and i'm sure you've done that as well you know, both of you where, where you've contacted people that you really like you know and yeah and got in contact with them and they're like oh cool mm. you know thanks for getting in touch you know i really dig your gear you know or i think you're shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you know i've got an instagram account it's usually made up of 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 um really awful pictures of instagram you know of uh instagram yeah influencers because i look for these terrible things right it means my whole timeline is just filled up with influences now right? <laughs> people, it's, it's people going the algorithm you know, is look, just like look at my new lips you know my, my, my new ass whatever yeah it is, new right? ass yeah and um but also what i find really funny is just like it's this thing that people are now acting in there because they can't kind of go out they're doing this fashion stuff and they're kind of like they're kind of <laughs> have you seen that when they're walk they're kind of walking around a bit and kind of waving at someone and what? kind of like yeah 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 it's just and they're, they're, i, I don't think i've seen that Ah, oh, honestly, it's amazing. It's and it's people actually trying to act, and it's kind of and it and <laughs> it's oh really really odd. It's kind of like we are. Where are we as a species? <laughs> oh God, it's dark. <laughs> it's really dark. It's really dark. <laughs> it is really dark. I mean, my I'm kind of I feel lucky. I've got two two kids and and um and they're sixteen and fourteen and my eldest. She sends me. She 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 sends me these things that she sees, kind of like Zoolander. It's oh my real god! Fun. I was gonna say this is like Zoolander. It's real Zoolander. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a mate. It, it's the new it's, norm. Oh man! Oh my god! But I think that's funnier than any kind of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> They just because comedy can keep up with that stuff, you know. You know. What I, mean? I don't know because I live in a little bit of a bubble though with LA, where I'm like, does this exist anywhere else? Where I went to the grocery store the other night, it's full of people like influencers. You know, these girls who had, who were probably twenty and big, like a bunch of lip filler, yeah, butt implants. Half their butts were hanging out. They were only wearing like t-shirts and like this style of. And they yeah. had a little dog and yeah. they put the little dog down in the grocery store and it pissed. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to pick him up. He has pee on him now. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. You know, and I'm like, does this exist everywhere else? Or is it just because I'm in L.A.? Because it's funny when you just see it on Instagram. But this shit's real. Like these people exist. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got people you've got people like in every part of the world now doing their version of that. Oof. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but instead, you know, the, the lip fillers are being done by, you know, like back alley someone. lip filler, <laughs> black market. You're like ordering <laughs> a 
lip filler on Amazon and injecting it yourself. <laughs> That's terrifying. That's literally yeah. it. <laughs> it is. It is really, really terrifying. And then, and then sometimes I think that all lives in this box. And then there's this kind of real world and almost like people are almost forgetting about, especially with COVID and everyone being locked in, everyone's actually forgetting about the real world because it's not offering anything good in the moment at all. So people are going more and more into social media. Like the, it's, it's yeah. crazy, crazy. You know, <sighs> my friend lives next door to an Instagram couple. And um, oh, Instagram couples, <laughs> that's a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah couple goals. Yeah, couple yeah. goals. Yeah, hashtag and, um, couple goals. And basically, what happens is that this guy's wife is like the driving force of what they're doing. Uh, well, and she will, you know, on a weekend, she'll get him to change, she'll go out or order a really expensive light switch from a company and she'll get him to paint the door and paint the wall so it's a new backdrop for her no yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> doesn't she know that zoom has this look i didn't paint these cats behind me <laughs> no it's like it's like green screen so people it, it, it keeps everything fresh oh and God. but the rest of the house is just a tall ship <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> You know, there's like nappies everywhere. Oh, and all that shit. But my this God. Little, little area is just immaculate. It looks like some stately home, you know. Oh, my weird God. Weird world we live in. Really weird. But, 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 she, but she thinks that she's going to, um, you know, like start getting sent stuff, you know. She that's probably the, will. She'll probably be yeah. making tons of money, you know, Door in no time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We need to get in the doorknob influencing business. You know, I would really like after this lockdown to kind of throw away social media forever and it would be and actually live in the real world. Yeah. I feel like I'm half in the real world and half in this bullshit. Not not like I went you lot as bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Pointing at you. <laughs> Well, let us know how that goes if you do. Yeah, Corey and I talked about coming off social media, but um, you need it to be a musician now. And we realize that that's kind of all we could do. Yeah, there is that. We've talked about that weird realization of like, <laughs> what other skills do I have? <laughs> you know, this like really kind of scary yeah. moment where it's just, yeah, wait, that's all I that's can do. All like, literally, that's it. <laughs> like, it's not, know. though. It's, it's uh -oh. not. Though. So, yeah. We can make know. podcasts. No, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> I did actually. I did. I did have an idea of coming mm -hmm. up with an idea for a podcast. Have you ever listened to this thing called Dirty Fan Mail? No. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a very English thing. It's but it's very funny. It basically is a guy called Johnny Trunk, who's like a record collector and kind of DJ and stuff. He re he releases some really great rare records you know re-releases them and his sister was the the head of the page page three girl I, I don't know how much you know about this but in the uk we had a national newspaper and page three of every um every, every daily edition was an was a topless girl oh right gosh yeah and this went on you know from the 60s maybe 70s till the 90s right 
and it was just terrible. There were three different papers that had it: the Mirror, the Star, and the Sun, or whatever. But so, so basically, this guy found a load of these letters with the fan mail that was sent wow. to these page three Exciting. girls. And what he did was he actually got um, kind of voice actors to record these letters. And um, and it's absolutely hilarious. It's really, really, you can buy it. You can still, you can buy it. And it's worth a listening to because you just go, because, you know, like, it's got guys who pretend, you get guys who pretend that they're secret agents. Oh, my God. Like, you know, they're, they're just like, they're not, they're not normal guys. So they're just <laughs> not like, normal guys, no. No, it's just like, hello, Teresa. Um, today, I, you looked wonderful in the paper again. <laughs> I'm, um, I, I've sent you, I'm sending you a, a secret, I'm sending you a secret password. This password is, uh, is Pinocchio. Only use it when you see me. You know, it's like all this kind of crazy, and then and we will meet, and you know, and we'll live together forever. And so I was going to do the same thing, but for tweets. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so what you do, you get all the ridiculous tweets, or like the really kind of, like mean ones, like really yeah, or the just the crazy yeah. ones, or yeah yeah whatever yeah, and then and then basically make characters and voice. And get voice actors to do them because there's some in, there's some mad tweets on there, really. You know, that's a good idea. You should look at my inbox on Instagram. And, oh my uh, god, yeah, I'll forward. You could moderate our really? inbox on Instagram. Yeah, because the creepy, the creepy, weird messages. Yeah. yeah, or the, and it's like really like I had someone who wanted to buy like my toenails, oh. like. I honestly I did sell my toenails like 10 years ago to some fan where I was like okay like a hundred dollars sure whatever but then it like I still get them over the years yeah I I did I admit it but um I don't do it anymore I don't sell my toenails anymore but I still get inquiries and I'm just like what oh my god I would I would be so honored if you could send me your toenail clips there's so many men that are just absolutely fucking dicks <laughs> yeah duh where have you been <laughs> i know i know i know i should know better i, I wonder if women better. are like I mean, that too though because i wouldn't know like are women sending weird i mean i'm sure there are cases but it's, I feel more like men. it's maybe more men it's, sending stuff yeah 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 i don't know how many women have hit you up for your toenail clipping no Jeff. i've never had <laughs> yeah they might yeah. Have really this. don't want my toenail <laughs> I think you really, really don't. The dirtier, no, the better. You would, you know, you will want two two weeks of quarantine before you want to go anywhere. But no, I, it's yeah, it's it's um, it's a weird thing. I think it, it should be more more public, though, shouldn't it? Really, I mean, yeah, I think we forget because it's become so norm to us this bullshit that we put up with that maybe we do need to talk about it more so that people realize like this is something that happens yeah. all the time yeah and i mean yeah. you know, uh, that was the whole thing wasn't it about um those videos that came out about kind of assault on on the tube you know and shit that happened to women on the tube you know yeah like and it and it was like caught so common oh yeah fucking hell you know um yeah uh, it, it, yeah it astounds me mad really um but thanks for doing this this is really great yeah, thank I'm you so happy we 
No, no. Thanks for yeah. thanks for having yeah, me. Good luck with you. it and um and all that. Really. Yeah. Good luck with everything with you. And um, cool. may see you all in real life at some point. Let's hope so. Whatever real life is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're still with cats behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah. Cool. All right. Okay. Talk to you soon. Take it easy. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Never Meet Your Idols. Join us next time when we welcome Patrick Carney of the Black Keys. To submit questions for us or our guests, email us at nevermeetyouridols at gmail.com. Or send us a message or voice memo on Instagram at nevermeetyouridolspodcast. Until next time, I'm Corey. And I'm Laura Mary. See you next Tuesday. Tuesday.